0: Welcome to a reverend testimony brought to you by net roots radio, the political podcast behind for millennial and gen Extra types from a left wing perspective. It is Saturday, January 5th, 2019. I am Travis. I'm Rachel. And it is our first podcast of 2019. Yay. (laughs) Um, but not much happened. So we're just going to take this week off. Yeah. No, we're not going to do that. No, we'd like to, um, Stuff stuff is going on. The 116th Congress of this United States has uh, taken over, and it is a very diverse group, especially in the House of Representatives, which yes. Rachel is going to talk a little bit about and what that means before I start pitching about how the media is covering this new Congress.
1: <laughs> well, um, over 100 women were sworn into the House of Representatives, which is more than any time in our country's history, more women than uh, ever which is fucking rad. Um, And so very many of them are women of color, which is amazing. Um, And they're just really inspiring, and lovely, and wonderful, and young, and full of energy, and taking no shit from anybody. Um, And I And all all
0: kinds, right? We got uh, queer women, uh, Muslim women. um,
1: Native American women. Native
0: American women. Just a- Latino
1: women, black women. Um, It's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's a 1993 Benetton commercial uh, taking over Congress, and that is making some people very upset.
1: Oh, my God. They're so scared. They're terrified. Yeah. And they're lashing out, and it's pretty hilarious to watch um, because it's not working. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, not only is it not working, it it almost makes you wonder. Like It's backfiring. It's completely backfiring, but I guess it gets there core base real riled up and angry and frothing and scared and I guess. whatever I guess that's the purpose but um, of course I the think
1: they think like they're they don't get it still they don't get that like the things that they find so offensive about these women are the things that the rest of us love about them so they think they can shame them about these things yeah and but they're not talking not to us working
0: they're not talking to us they're, they're trying to reach the the soccer moms in Des Moines and you know the suburban people uh, that put that put Democrats over the top, saying, "Look how weird and strange and alien and immature this these bunch are." And in particular, the one person they, they that everybody seems to be focused on is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the freshman Congressperson from New York. Um and Bronx? And she just – I mean there was so much about her before she even took the job. She's taken the job and now, oh boy, are they trying as hard as they can it seems on the right especially to make her into a – to give her tremendous influence even though they think they're doing the opposite. Right. Which is kind of the weird part.
1: Right. I mean they can't stop talking about her and like trying to drudge sh- shit up from the past, this dancing video that just will not stop. Um I guess she went to Boston University and she did this little spoof video of the dance from The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. And they they found it. Some right-wing asshole found it and posted it online saying, like, look at this commie nitwit doing this stupid thing. And it's the most delightful video. It's so adorable. And she's so cute and so just fun. She looks so fun. And so...
0: Well, the guy who posted that got ratioed so hard, he literally quit Twitter. <laughs> so that didn't work out. I
1: mean, it, everybody was just like, I love her so much. And then this, like, new Twitter account sprung up that is um, AOC dances to everything. And they just and then she did different a little new dance her. in front of her yeah. office. And said, like, <laughs> let me just Dang. pull up what her, one of her, she had so many... Uh, comments about it but one of them was about how congress people are not uh known for being good dancers (laughs) but she's happy to be one of them um
0: yeah i guess not i I mean a few i guess are or were but
1: yeah anyway she's just it's just delightful um she got sworn in wearing big gold hoops and red lipstick
0: Oh, and they got mad about that. And they got mad about that because look
1: at how inappropriately she's dressed and how trashy she is and she's trash.
0: And that backfired. That backfired hugely.
1: She was like, oh, I took my my cue from Sonia Sotomayor, who when she was sworn into the Supreme Court... Also
0: got shit for that. ...was
1: told to wear uh, neutral-colored nails and she stuck with her red nails and she got shit for that. And so AOC responded (laughs) by saying... Back
0: in the quaint times of red nails and tan suits, I guess they're trying to bring that back.
1: Yeah, she said, uh, so the next time somebody tells a Bronx girl to keep her hoops and her red lipstick at home, you can just tell them that you're dressed like a congresswoman.
0: Right. And that's another another thing they've tried to say is that she went to like a fancier prep school, even though she's from the Bronx and that was supposed to be something. I don't know. They, They just can't stop. And again, like you pointed out, she's 29 years old. Yeah. So she was born and raised in the social media world. Yes. You, you, you're not going to beat a, her at this game. Also
1: a Brooklyn bartender. Yeah. So it's not like she has real thin skin.
0: <laughs> no. You're not going to beat her at this game. No. It's, everything is just feeding...
1: And she's not ashamed of the things you think she should be ashamed of.
0: She no. She doesn't and, think and it's
1: trashy to wear hoops and red lipstick. She Yeah, so she it. doesn't
0: play any defense on any of this
1: things. No. She's proud to do that. She's not, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know the decorum of the thing. Fuck that. But no. in a
0: way, it works perfectly, too, because they... I mean they call her a socialist and a communist, but like she hasn't been there long enough, obviously, to to do or say much of any consequence when it comes to actual policy. Right. So all they all they have to try to sort of lower her value is this stuff. This, you know, where she went to school and she did this dancing video and her lipstick and, you know, all this crap and she's not gonna back down or apologize for any of it and it just makes them look like complete Fools. And I think it's 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 brilliant for her to, to play this game because it just that's all they're going to keep going for. Right. You know, they're going to dig up more old videos and there's probably going to be one of her at a high school party, maybe having a beer or two or right. something. Right. Yeah. And they're going to lose their mind over that. Right. And. And then you can bring up Kavanaugh. I mean, it's so easy. Right. Like, but they can't help themselves. And
1: because she's a young brown lady who won't stay in her place. Right. All of them are. And it's making everybody so upset. They don't mm-hmm. the media included. They don't know what to do with these people. So then there's the other um, one of the other women who was sworn in uh, was given a little speech about how her son said, you know, you won because you proved bullies don't win. And she's like, bullies don't win. That's Right. I'm going to go in there and impeach this motherfucker.
0: That was, well, in front of a... It was for a move-on... Yeah, Rashad dot, Talib. A move org kind of rally.
1: Right. And we're like, did she know that she had a mic... She's, she's holding a
0: microphone. She's <laughs> she knows exactly well what she's doing. well aware that there's
1: cameras and that she's holding a mic. She didn't... It's not a gaffe. She didn't accidentally get caught saying that. She said that out loud in front of cameras yeah, with a microphone and, because and, she meant it.
0: And then what happened was the Beltway media lost their mind about it. And then they got called out for that. And then they tried to turn it around and say... When it was pointed out, like, are we really still doing the profanity thing in light of everything Trump has said and you just kind of let go? And the, no, 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 it wasn't about profanity. It was that she mentioned the I-word. And it's like, actually, there was a resolution that was brought to the floor yesterday. How come nobody's talking to the guy that did that? How come you're not hounding him for a comment? Oh. Oh, he's a white guy? Oh, well. Oh. Uh, I don't no. know. Because she said motherfucker. And oh, we can't care
1: But I don't know. She's not suing... She's not doing what we expect her to do, which is be, you know, a good black or a good brown, right? Like, stay in your place, be quiet, don't cause too much of a fuss, you know, don't take up too much space, don't be too loud, don't be too shrill, don't have opinions, don't, you know, just stop. It's too much. And they are unabashed about it. She does not apologize. I don't think she will apologize they're not ashamed of these things and they're not ashamed to be themselves and to take up space and to do what they were brought there to do yeah and i think it's incredibly inspiring and i really love the camaraderie that you see between this group of women how much they hold each other up and and support each other and how much praise they have for each other and and how much support they have for each other and i just think that's that's the reality that's the world that i live in Mm -hmm. it's not the world that that we talk about that we make believe that women hate each other and constant competition and all of this. The world that I live in, women hold each other and hold each other up and and build each other up. I don't live in that world that we we try to imagine because we have to have this narrative that women are at odds with each other. Because imagine if we admitted that that well, wasn't true, what they could just, women do? The
0: men or people just assume that nobody evolves after middle school or high school?
1: Well, they don't want us to be on the same team, right? Right. It's terrifying. So if they can create this narrative that makes us believe that we have to be against each other, then we maybe some of us believe that's true.
0: Sure, and and you have a reality show president, and that's what reality shows show, is But usually women trying to backstab each other and one-up each other because the real world isn't real housewives or some, you know... Apprentice thing that that's not these women yeah Trump put some of them in the White House, but those are not the people the Democrats are electing to Congress
1: and it's not the people I know. It's not my lived experience as a woman, with women mm-hmm. um, just as friends that's just not my experience
0: Well, I think there was this hope that okay the, the media has finally figured out how you know how to stick to the story and and get it right and and it's really important they present things and I, I was thinking, no, no, they haven't. No. No. It's the same crap. Oh. So none of this surprises me. Uh, when you have – the big story, of course, was the Democrats won this historic election, this landslide, and a new house that's really going to hold Trump's feet to the fire. And the buzzards are closing in. And, and that is the story. But I guess they are bigger people are bored of that by now. So we have to talk about dissension in the ranks and right. these young, freshmen Democratic congresswomen who don't know their place and yeah. they're, uh, they're obscene and – And then let's get to this. Nancy Pelosi was named Speaker. Yep. As everybody anticipated, despite the 800 million breathless Politico pieces that there was an insurgency and it's going to be chaos and Kevin McCarthy might be the Speaker because all these people are against Pelosi. And it's like, dude, she knows how to count votes and whip votes. She's going to be Speaker and and she's Speaker. And
1: all of them tweeted about how proud they were to vote for her as Madam Speaker and how inspiring she was like. Yeah, but Nobody was, like, holding their nose and voting for Pelosi.
0: Well, there were a couple who who did not, including our very own Jason Crow. Mm-hmm. Jason Crow, who did he vote for? Like, Tammy Duckworth or somebody? Yeah. Like, just out of the blue? Yeah. Uh, but they, I'm sure that everybody knew before the vote was taken, like, we have X many votes that you can launch your protest vote. And, and one idiot voted no, which you can't do, <laughs> which is counted as voting present, but he insisted on saying no. And... Again, I don't really understand it here in Colorado. It's like Nancy Pelosi is not a lightning rod either way, especially in Democratic circles. Right. I, I mean, it's. Eh. I mean, yeah, there there is some like anti-establishment vibe here, but it's think not the consuming. I thinking is like,
1: well, Bernie won the caucus, and they won so it big. Yeah. Um, there must be this anti-establishment insurgency here in Colorado, which I just don't see. Not um, really in our in our local politics. There's a little bit of There's it some on of it. the edges, but yeah. that's everywhere. But it's really not um, how most Democrats that I know and most politicians in this. Well,
0: state Jason Crow thought are. so, so he went ahead and fulfilled his what his campaign promise was to oppose Pelosi, and now Fine. she's speaker anyway, and we can move on. Who cares, yeah, and who she cares? Knew he was
1: going to do that. I mean, it's not people. It's not like they don't talk beforehand, yeah. right? It's it's like he probably went to her and was like, "Yo." Um, Love you or whatever. I got to use one of our votes. To and vote she, for and somebody she counted else. up the
0: votes and was like, okay. All right,
1: you got one. You get one. Let's and- look at the demographics in your area. They all figured out who would be the best yes. served by using a protest vote and who wouldn't. And then everybody else voted for Pelosi. This, this is political calculations. Yeah, this is chess.
0: She, she could afford to lose 18, and I think 15 voted for somebody else. And it's like, I think Jay's girl literally just picked a name out of a hat. Like Tammy Duckworth. Sure, people like her, whatever. She's a
1: fellow veteran. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know? David Decker like, I don't know why the fuck he voted for me. It's, it's stupid. But, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, 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 it totally doesn't matter. Somebody voted for Joe Biden, which is asinine, of course. Um, right?
1: Because you don't actually have to be a representative to be the speaker. No, no.
0: You could pick anybody off the street. You mm-hmm. know, we could write you in, and yeah. you could technically be speaker of that. Yes. yes. Probably won't ever happen, but.
1: No, of course not.
0: Well, it, there was some speculation. Remember when McCarthy said no and they didn't know that Paul Ryan was going to take it. They were throwing around a bunch of names. They were going to bring Newt Gingrich out of the deep freeze or mm-hmm. Sean Hannity or whatever. So, yeah. But in any, in any event, but there were a lot of breathless stories again that there was some disagreement as to the rules package and Pago things. And I'm not going to get into all that minutia. Listen to Kegro. He's really good about the process stuff and the minutia in the house if you want to get all that. We're going to talk more about the bigger picture stuff. And, and give you sort of the broader strokes of what this all means. And what it all means is the, the media is trying as hard as they can to, to spread the Dems and Disarray narrative and that there's dissension in the ranks and, and there's chaos. And it's the complete opposite. The right. chaos is in the other side. Right. But you, you're not going to get many clicks from our dads by, by printing that so they have to do this Dems and Disarray thing.
1: I mean, there's just absolutely no evidence that that's true.
0: No, it's a pretty united front right yeah. now. And I think it will be. And everybody – She runs a tight ship. And, and people are also playing their roles. Yes. When When Tlaib says we're going to impeach the motherfucker, they stick a microphone in front of Jerry Nadler and Jerry Nadler has to say, well, we're going to see where the evidence takes us. Let's not right. jump ahead and I wouldn't use that language. And, and this is all stuff you expect him to say. He's not going to go on MSNBC and say, yeah, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Like it's right. not how this works. Right. You, you got to use a little common sense reality and understand the gamesmanship of politics and there are roles people play. Now, now that's not to say when we get down to the nitty gritty, there might be some real uh, tension and issues between maybe the establishment and the new people and and there could be some issues down the road. But right now, don't believe the garbage that Politico is printing. Right. Um, completely but, because i think the democrats are pretty damn focused. And
1: you have they you know they have a plan, right? They knew they were going to win this election. It's not like oh day 1, what do we do first? You know? They mm-hmm. have a very serious, i'm sure, well-mapped out plan of everything that they want to do, all the hearings that they want to hold and in what order, all the bills they want to pass and in what order. Oh, one I, of the I, first things that yeah. they did was pass um, LGBTQ protections for congressional staffers mm-hmm. because of course Donald Trump said federal employees don't have those anymore so they went ahead and did that um, there's a lot of things that they're going to want to do very quickly and then there's some things that are going to take a little bit longer but they have a plan
0: and that's not to say there's there's disagreements in the process there's definitely going to be there's going to be negotiation and disagreements some of them will be public and you know that's that's politics yeah. that's, that's how it works yeah But, you know, just ignore the screaming headlines about Dems and disarray that you're going to see over the next few weeks and months. It's pure clickbait. Yeah. Uh, The disarray is on the Republican side. And with that, yes, the government is still shut down. And Republicans really don't know what the hell to do or what they're doing or what's going on. But some of the rank and file types are getting nervous. Yeah. Especially those that are up for reelection in 2020, like Cory Gardner. Right. And Susan Collins. Right. And some of those folks are like, eh, yeah. we... Yeah, Cory
1: Gardner called for... We can't a, die
0: on this hill. End of a
1: shutdown, <sighs> fuck the border wall, just end the shutdown. Yeah. Because he knows he's going to get fired. Oh, yeah, um, he's, he's dead meat. He's
0: <laughs> he is toast.
1: Yeah. I think he's going to get primaried.
0: Primary, but from the right?
1: Yeah, by somebody, because otherwise they know they're going to lose the seat.
0: Mm, I don't think so. I do. I, do. I, I don't think so, but in any event, he's in trouble. Collins are, is in trouble. They know it. Uh, they're going to have to be a voice against Trump to to an extent. They have to play this game to you know not piss off the base but also show some independence. and that's the thing about our state too. It's like it's hard to be totally party line for yeah. anybody. Yeah. It's it's still one of the real purplish states in many ways.
1: Right. There's an I mean, independent streak. There's an independent streak. Uh, even among Absolutely. people that are
0: very, very conservative.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, we ha- we are the home of Colorado Springs, right? The evangelical capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there- so there's a lot of hardliners down there. But we do value, that's a sort of a Colorado core value is independence, right? Yeah. Um, <coughs> or
0: the perception of, at least. Right. List. We don't
1: like being told what to do. Yeah. Um, at all. So, yeah, I think... It, I think uh, it's interesting. I, I'm really excited to see what they do and what they're able to accomplish and um, yeah, and just watch the right just cower. I mean when she got sworn in they booed her
0: on the floor. You be AOC. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's talk, talk about that point a little of bit. That. It's like one thing if if you're a right wing douche that's taking pot you know, shots on Twitter but, yeah, actual members of the House actually booed her when she got sworn in. Uh-huh. And she hasn't even done anything yet.
1: Right. Right. She proposed that we not I mean, she's talking let about the planet meltdown.
0: and She's talking about raising taxes on the rich. Yep. and uh, But to boo her, I mean, you couldn't ask for it to be scripted better if I know. you're AOC.
1: I know. Because then, I mean, if you didn't already know, it's just crazy. It's like they just are making her into a star. <laughs> it's just the opposite of what they want. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe it's not. Well, they, maybe it's what they want because they, they think that if enough people find out how crazy she is, then they'll be, you know, they'll hate her. But that's just not. Well, in the age happening. of Trump,
0: I don't understand why they think that's a thing anymore. I
1: like mean, I being, think that being that they flamboyant are delusional about, and
0: outspoken and having a, a checkered past with notoriety, why do they think it's a thing that turns people off anymore?
1: I don't mean that necessarily. I mean, I think that they're delusional about people's opinion about socialist policies I think they still think that the majority of Americans are against Medicare for all and well our party
0: has that problem too free especially tuition. leadership in our party has that problem too right so and I think that's, that's why they the want her points. to be
1: a star is because they're like but then people will realize that she's a socialist and then they'll turn against her and it's like mm, most people agree with everything she's saying
0: yeah yeah and, and, and it's it, it now that it's gonna come to us as a party are we gonna Fully, and that doesn't mean Bernie Sanders because he's his own thing that we'll talk more about. Mm-hmm. But are we going to finally start embracing some of these things and stop being afraid that the right is going to yell socialist because no matter what they do, they're going to do that anyway. Yeah, like we right,
1: it doesn't matter. Look at look at
0: Obamacare. It was right. a very middle of the road, milk toast
1: capitalist, lots
0: of concessions. To the... Uh,
1: Corporations and insurance yeah. companies. And, and they still
0: screamed socialism, they're going to kill your grandma. And it was very effective. So why not really give them what they're screaming about right. and pass some good policy? Right,
1: exactly right. Or have right. some
0: policy that people are actually excited about and right. can get behind. Yep. And I don't know that we've really learned that, but we'll see. I think there's enough pressure building that, you know, mm-hmm. things may change.
1: I agree. I think it's wonderful. Just wonderful.
0: And then you love the... Uh, some of the optics with Pelosi with all the, the kids, uh, the kids of color when she was sworn in. And then on the other side, you had Trump and a bunch of skinheads. I don't know what that was about.
1: I don't know anything about that. It
0: was Trump and a bunch of burly bald dudes talking about something, something, the border right after that. So,
1: Oh, good. Okay.
0: Well, there's your optics.
1: The other optics (laughs) is some Republican strategist slammed the GOP for, uh, the, just the photos are astounding, right? Of what he said was, uh, what looks like a 1950s boardroom on uh-huh. one side and then like America on the other side, <laughs> right? It's just a bunch of white dudes in suits. Yeah, It's all it is. It's a sea of white dudes. And yep. then there's just like, oh, all of this beauty. and diversity. Well, so
0: that's what the party is now. The Republican <laughs> yeah. Party is the party of grumpy old white men. Yep. So why not have the electorate that reflects that? Right. And, and Republicans try to go the other way for a minute. And then, you know, they said, ah, fuck it. The hell with that and right. and here we are. And Makes they the and they and they chased out. out a lot of women of color from the Republican ranks. Right. Um,
1: a lot of women
0: mm-hmm.
1: who were Republican House members lost. Yeah. So there you go. I mean we don't control their voters. Period. <laughs> we you def- know we definitely Republican do not. strategists do not control Republican party members.
0: Yeah. They
1: just your voters are your voters. That's your problem. <laughs> So,
0: well, and on, on that note, you, we have a lot of Republican strategists who are, you know, doing all the pearl clutching, like Democrats, you don't, don't get too socialist. Don't go too far to the left. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's like, well, we don't really need your advice. Right. Jennifer Rubin. What are you afraid of?
1: Talking about, here's some advice about 2020. Oh, fuck off. Here's who you should, you should really listen to me. It's like, how we don't listen to Jennifer fucking Rubin. How about that? Right. I don't need your advice. Or I don't Rick, want your advice. Or Rick
0: Wilson. No, Or fuck Steve you. Schmidt. Or any of these people. You guys people. have tanked
1: your party. What makes you think I want to listen to you about mine?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, we get it. You hate Trump. <coughs> so what?
1: Okay, yeah, I don't care.
0: Yeah, you, you hate him because he wrecked your party.
1: Right. Well, she's like, they really shouldn't go with someone too liberal. They really shouldn't go with maybe consider a white man. Maybe not two white men, but maybe one at least. And it's like, you know, I, do, I don't. Just stop talking to me. Just yeah. stop. Just stop. I don't need to
0: talk to you. Yeah. We're, we're going to pick the best candidate and it could be a white guy if it's to say a Beto O'Rourke. Um, you could know. be. But that's not for you to worry about. No. You you got your own mess on yeah. your side of the aisle to clean up. And since you can't and since all – you've been cast out as being a yeah, – She was
1: like now that I'm turn, party
0: Turncoat rhino cuck. Yeah. Like, you're looking for a home here and uh-huh. you want to take us to the right. It's like that open primary thing you were screaming about. Mm-hmm. Now the Jennifer Rubins want to come in and yeah. take over. Yeah. How about fuck off?
1: Right. How about you? Dar- no. 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 I don't want you. I don't want your opinion. I don't want your vote. I don't want any of it. No,
0: because you're the same Jennifer Rubin that before the age of Trump – Hate, loved tax cuts for the rich, and hated Obamacare, and loves hated war. the idea of socialized medicine. Just a hack. So yeah, I
1: don't care. Yeah,
0: like we remember the shit that you said <laughs> during the Obama years. Yep, we're not interested.
1: And the Bush years, and like, no.
0: And MSNBC loves these people. Of course. I know they can't get enough of the grumpy former Republican strategists, campaign They're like people, giving who, them shows, though. who hate Trump. Yeah, it's like, like I Nicole don't Wallace like. has a show. And <laughs> And she's her show is fine, and she brings up some good points. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, she hates that the crazies have taken over her party, so she's adrift. Mm-hmm. So she wants to talk to us, and she wants a a milk toast centrist, uh, Democratic party because because right. she can relate more to that than what her party's become. Well, fuck you and fuck we'll off. Make
1: a different party, but you're not taking over mine. Yeah. Yeah. No
0: thanks. So I think this uh, reptile kind of knows exactly what she was doing because nobody knew who she was <laughs> a day ago, and now and now everybody everybody does. does. And you know the good thing about it, what's totally getting overlooked is before she said that, she wrote a really really good thorough laid out case for impeachment.
2: Oh,
0: great. Um, and I forget I think it was Vanity Fair. I want to say I, I forget exactly what publication it was printed in, but it was really good. And now hopefully people start reading that. And what I would do if I was her, I would maybe hold a presser or do something and be like, you know, hey, do the faux apology. I'm sorry if anybody was offended by my language, but let me tell you why we should impeach this guy and then lay out her case point by Mm -hmm. point. Um, And I, I bet you something like that is in the works.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and that let and
0: let Jerry Nadler and Pelosi and everybody say, "Well, let's not get too carried away. Let's not." But that's put that's the part of yeah. Part that that's, before the horse. That's
1: the strategy, right? We got to rile up the base. We got to say, "Let's impeach him," right? Because people are so just itching for somebody to do fucking something yes but they elected a bunch of democrats so we can't be like well now that we're in here i i don't know like some people have to say that because we really do have
0: to wait but that's round the clock but is that, that any of right. all the same republican strategists saying oh don't go too far don't don't impeach it's it's going too far it's going to divide everybody it's like first of all we can't be more fucking divided no than we are right now right and so and, somebody's
1: got to yell about impeachment, and then the rest of us have to go, well, we've got to wait a minute, but yes, I agree with you, and then it's everybody's happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think they'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, it's strategy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It's great.
0: Strat- we're in the era of Trumps when there is no strategy where it's just live like weasels and just you know, jump from one thing to the next and you know, just from one crisis to the other, and there's no plan, and there's no anything. and
1: Right. We don't live that way. And like I said, Pelosi runs a tight ship. She does. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, again, there are going to be some divisions, and there's going to be controversy, and there's going to be disagreements. And Absolutely. that's good, and that's healthy, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what makes things work. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I want to talk about is... Um, the, the new green deal initiative yes um, which is still a thing that's in the works. Um, you know leadership didn't you know fully embrace it and run with it but um, there's a lot of things in there that you know it, with, again without getting back control of the White House and the Senate, we're not going to be able to pass anything. We can put together all the all the the greed and commissions we want, and make all these points and lay out all these plans. And we should. And and we should, but you know, the bigger picture is we have to uh, we have to win. And one thing I really like that was in there. I don't know if you've read it yet. Um, is that there's a big emphasis on okay, yeah, this is going to be a big shift in the economy, and we can't just forget about you know the people who are going to be affected. Right. By doing this, and, of course, then it gets back to, well, how are we going to do this? We're going to tax the shit out of the rich.
1: Yep,
0: 70%. So, yep. which was the marginal tax rate during the Eisenhower years, during the biggest economic boom of all right. time in this country, Yep, of course, That's how that. it
1: actually works, right? Yeah. Um, but, so, then there was this uh, uh, interview that AOC did with Andrew, uh, Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. hasn't aired yet. There's was a little teaser of it and he's asking her about the new Green Deal, and he is so fucking condescending. I can't even... I And the title of the article that I was reading that had the clip in it was, she is going to have to sit through so many shitty interviews. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just talking to her like she's a idiot five-year-old, and with this look on his face like, oh, really, we're going to... We're gonna do something about the planet. Oh, really? <laughs> uh huh. And how's that gonna work exactly? Oh, I see. So, mm hmm. So, so you're gonna raise taxes, is what you're saying? Oh, really? You're gonna raise taxes? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that goes. They and it's like, go fuck in. yourself. Go fuck yourself, dude. The people of my generation really, really give a fuck mm-hmm. about climate change, and if we're being serious about doing something about it, which we should be serious about doing something about it, it's going to be drastic, and it's going to require drastic measures. And I think we're aware of that. And I'm sorry if the old heads are like, wow, we can't change things. It's so politically
0: toxic to raise taxes. And when you say you raise taxes...
1: How about human existence is wiped off the earth yeah. because of us? And you're
0: so naive to sit here and say you're gonna. Do you remember what happened to Walter Mondale? Right, it's 70 like, fuck years you, ago? man.
1: Go fuck yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So condescending. He would never have spoken to an old white dude. that Well, way.
0: wait till she's on Chris Matthews.
1: Oh my God, no.
0: <laughs> you'll just you'll f- you'll fly to New York and strangle him.
1: I will literally.
0: Well, we're gonna be there in a little over a month, so. <laughs>
1: right? Maybe. Look maybe out, she'll Chris be on. Matthews. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Rachel's gonna strangle God, you in broad me. daylight. So great, right at Thirty Rock. It's
1: the worst. <laughs> uh, does he ever let a woman complete a sentence? No, there? you know what
0: he does. He's from he broadcasts from D.C. And oh. it's I think it's Maddow and Hayes are from New York. Oh, yeah, but who cares?
1: Yeah, I can't stand him. Yeah, I can't stand his face.
0: Well, you're going to D.C. too. So. I
1: am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see.
0: And then you're going to see Rachel in uh, Iowa and then New Hampshire. I'm not going (laughs) to give anything away to what she's up to. No, I'm kidding about that part. No. Can we talk about that now? Sure. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has basically launched her campaign, her presidential campaign. And yet again, we have to make the center of the universe fucking Iowa and New Hampshire, the two of the whitest states in the union. Yep. And it drives me crazy. And, yeah. and I okay, grown I'm on Everybody bitches about this all the time. But let's think about this for a second. Let's like, let's talk about it and think about it. It's tradition
2: mm-hmm.
0: that they're first, and they can be first for Republicans. That makes sense. But why is a party? Do they have to be first for us? And I know, like, you know, the, <laughs> there's a lot of back scratching, and you know, this is so important for our economies. Don't mess this up. It's like, yeah, but these the. These states are not representative. No. As a whole. So what, what that means is like for a year, you have to campaign.
1: It skews the strategy of the campaign. Exactly. Toward voters that don't really
0: represent, represent the country
1: either. These are white farmers and like white Midwesterners.
0: And ultimately, does, right? it, does it make a difference? Like what happened in the first two primaries? Hillary won by a, by a hair, barely, in Iowa And then Bernie won big in New Hampshire, and then so what? At the end of the day, it wasn't really that close. Right. Um, But... It
1: creates this false tension, and it does skew the strategy of the campaign, because you have to talk about shit that, like,
0: you wouldn't normally be
1: talking about. Yeah, It doesn't matter to to the literal rest of the country. The majority of the people in this country want to hear about other things, but you can't... That's not the strategy. The strategy has to be these two states, and it's stupid.
0: You could split the difference and make... Colorado first. At least it's a little more representative. Right. But it really should be like Florida or Ohio California. or one of the big swing states, not California. One of the big swing states. You know, Pennsylvania should go first. Um, that would make a lot more sense. Um, but no
1: problem. It's got to be Iowa. Fucking <laughs> Iowa. The party doesn't determine when the primaries are. The states determine it.
0: Yeah, but right? the party can say we're gonna we're gonna hold. The first primary we're going to count is going to be this one. They could, you know, they can do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could also like withhold funds from the state parties if they don't. Whatever. There's yeah. things that they could do, but that's that's creating a pretty toxic environment, I think. But it is. I mean, is I agree with you. It's creating a more
0: toxic environment than, than the first year of your campaign. Um, you know, just targeting and. Uh, playing up to a very, very super white rural electorate that is not representative of the party and ultimately the message. I mean, it's happening already. Uh, Elizabeth you know, Warren the is. The other
1: option talking is. Talking about
0: farmers, and farmers are fine and farmers are great, but th- this is, can't be the focus of your campaign.
1: Well, I think the other option is that we radically rethink the primaries altogether. Yeah. And regardless of who's first or second, who gives a fuck? Just campaign everywhere. Campaign in swing states starting from the beginning.
0: Make it a national primary. And maybe you lose Iowa. Who cares?
1: You lose Iowa, you lose New Hampshire. Who cares? How about in... I didn't go there because I don't give a shit about those places because I'm talking to the whole country and not just farmers. So who cares if you lose Iowa? Who cares if you lose New Hampshire?
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep the number keep- of delegates. Yeah. Uh, and then in, in July of... <laughs> I mean, that would really close down the timetable and screw everything up because remember you have the the conferences and the CDs and then the delegates get together and, but yeah, that makes it just have a national primary, you know, in February. I don't know.
1: I don't either. Or just, I mean, you can't make states have a primary at a certain time, like I just said, but as a candidate, just decide I'm not gonna campaign this way. I'm not gonna focus on Iowa and New Hampshire. I don't care if I lose the first two. I'm gonna talk about how I don't care if I lose the first two. It's not gonna ruin the momentum of my campaign because I'm gonna talk about things that voters care about.
0: That would be bold, and I would love to see somebody do that. Yeah, me too. I would love to see like Beto step up and go back Yeah, that's exactly
1: what I was thinking. What would Beto do? And I was like, that's what he would do. Why are
0: Iowa and New Hampshire first?
1: I don't care if they're first, and I can lose. That's I, fine. I can't but I'm going to talk to about everybody about the people
0: of Iowa, and New Hampshire. Yes, but I'm not going to gear my campaign towards just these these two for states. a full
1: year. That doesn't make any sense. It's not talking to the I whole country. I would
0: love for him to do. that. I would too. He would get totally pilloried. Yes, in the press. And
1: yeah, but I mean that's the kind of thing he'd do.
0: It is right. Just like
1: it doesn't. This doesn't make sense. So I'm not doing it.
0: And then some others might follow suit. Yeah. And then that's how you get exactly. these things going. Exactly. So I don't think he's going to do that, but I would love for him to. Yeah. If sure. we were his advisors, we'd be like, go bold. Let's do this. Yeah.
1: Maybe it doesn't work, but let's try it because this yeah. is some bullshit.
0: But we don't know if he's actually running for president. Right. He's getting a lot of pressure, too, uh, because some early polls have looked good for him. hmm But that's just name recognition. Yeah. At this point. Uh Yeah. Do we want to talk more about 2020? Like, the dominoes are starting to fall. Uh, Warren, we know, is in. Biden is basically in. He hasn't announced officially. Uh, Bernie is de facto in. We know that. Bernie's in trouble. I don't know if he is. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't think he's going to do nearly as well as he did last time. Bernie's in he, big d- trouble. He doesn't know that. So Not with his base. We love talking about the base. I don't know that that's true, baby. With his um, base of... of of white, well, actually, guys.
1: Okay, but you what percentage of shift? the Democratic Party is that?
0: Not nearly enough. That's not. my point. That's why he's not going to do as the well as he thinks he's going to do. A
1: bunch of his staff, most of his staffers, the high level staffers that ran his twenty sixteen campaign, are not willing to run his twenty twenty campaign. They all jumped ship. Report came out that a bunch of people have claimed widespread sexual harassment.
0: Doesn't surprise uh, me. And then pay he knew about it, and he.
1: Um, that the campaign was was just littered with um, accusations of sexual harassment and misconduct, Um, and nobody did anything, nobody cared, Um, that they did not make any kind of concerted effort to speak to or hire any people of color, Um, that it was just not an important part of their campaign, Um, that it was entirely too white, that there were too many men. I mean, there's some really damning stuff coming out about that campaign, and the fact that nobody wants to go back and work for him. In an era of Me Too, I think he's in trouble.
0: Well, I hope so, and I hope he just doesn't even run.
1: Yeah, that would be great.
0: But of course he could – then then he'd be really a real vengeful rat fucker at that point, and Lord knows what he would do. But um, what he also doesn't realize – and think about us, right? You have a lot of uh, – before we knew all this stuff and the caucuses came around, he had a lot of support from rank-and-file Democrat, Democrat party types – who just decided to go with him and Mm -hmm. really turned off by everything that has happened since. Yes. And he doesn't realize that and his supporters don't realize that. And even if not for this controversy, he burned a lot
1: of bridges. He has
0: burned so many bridges Yep. and it's not going to, and it's not a two, it's not a two way horse race this time. Right. You're going to have like 20 candidates Yeah. and that field is not going to be whittled down for a good while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll run, and I think he'll drop out early because he just doesn't have the support that he had in twenty sixteen,
0: or, I think or he'll hold on way too long and be horribly divisive and try to rat fuck us again.
1: Maybe. I mean, does it surprise you that Bernie Sanders is a garbage person? No. That he treats women like shit. It doesn't, doesn't surprise actually me care because that, that, that's just that comes identity politics, any right? Guy
0: or any guy, period. Right. Any man, period. That doesn't surprise me. I
1: don't care about women because that's identity politics. We need to talk about class. It's so fucking gross. God, I hate him.
0: Yeah. I do. Now, he still has a core group of really sycophantic supporters. They're the worst. And it's it's a cult of personality now. They are the worst. You know, because in reality, the party has adopted a lot of what he has been pushing. Um, But it's all about him for some reason. And... It's hard to understand why, but, you know, they love him. I
1: don't, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah,
0: either way, it's going to be much harder for him this time around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do much. He's definitely not going to be the candidate. Um,
0: No, it's hard to say, right? Because every poll right now is just name recognition. We don't really know. And Julian Castro is throwing his name in, who I like him a lot, but nobody really knows who he is unless you lived in Texas and pay really close attention to party politics and – you know Warren is in there, and you know she's a name that is a little divisive now because of the right, and we'll see if that sticks or that holds. Um, Their and, tri- and the, and the know, press don't is, like her. Uh, I'm not sure how true that is.
1: Well, I, overall, I I think she's got a problem there. I do. Uh, I think I she think has she a has legitimate to cl- problem. I think she
0: has to clean up some of she what she's She needs to, yeah,
1: she needs to um, sit down with some. Some indigenous people and talk about
0: straighten this out
1: what happened and why she hasn't been listening to them and 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 apologize and take ownership of her of her actions and listen to what they want and need from her and I think she if she did all of that then she could she could do okay but yeah. I think it's gonna hang over her head if she doesn't really take ownership of it um, <laughs> fucking Trump posted some bullshit on Twitter that was like a campaign slogan that said, Warren 1 slash 2020,
0: right? Ha ha
1: ha. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Because he just can't stop being a fucking asshole.
0: No, and, and it, it, it's, a, it's a signal that he thinks that she has a good chance to be the nominee. Right. Yeah. Um, which she does. I think, you know, when you talk about the heavy hitters and who has the staying power and the resources, um, you're talking about...
1: And the experience.
0: Yeah. You're talking you about know. Biden and Warren and... Um, maybe Booker, you know, if he ultimately runs, which I think he's going to. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris may run. We're not sure on that. Uh, Kirsten Gildebrand is thinking of running. Amy Klobuchar. It's going to be a crowded field. Yeah. And it's going to take a minute to get whittled down. And there's some really, really good people in that field. Yes. And here's the thing. There's not going to be a ton of daylight right. with policy. No. Um, no. Y- you're going to have sort of the... The leftish left wing that's talking about Medicare for all and free free tuition and everything else. And the other side's going to be like, I don't know how we pay for that. And that's that's kind of going to be it. Yeah. But I, I like all these things and I want to do it, but we have to be incremental. And then it's going to start to look more like 2016. And, and
1: I think the other thing will be if the president is still the president by that time and is running um, unopposed, which all of that's a big if. Um,
0: well, there's a lot to talk about there.
1: It'll be... A, a, primary focus of the campaigns will be who can beat him
0: the party is trying to put the kibosh on any chance of primarying trump they're really afraid of that yeah um they're, they're trying to tell people no you can't talk about primary him you can't pri- we're going to cancel our primary like south yeah. carolina yeah did. that's weird uh i it would be it would be bloody chaos if that was even talked about in democratic circles oh my like, god you know they they knew Obama was safe, so even when even like Bernie was one of the people. Oh, we should primary Obama. Everybody just kind of laughed it off. Bull. But like <laughs> right. now with the Republican Party, it's like a serious thing that they're yeah. going to have to sort out. And you got some people that probably want to primary him. Yeah, um, like Mitt Romney. Well, maybe all these obnoxious castoffs from the party that are on MSNBC telling us how to run our party. Why don't you Why don't you jump back into the Republican fray and try to primary Trump? Right. It won't work. Take your party back. It won't work, but so. go ahead and why don't you invest your energy that way rather than telling us what to do. Right. You know, We
1: don't want to be more like you. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> go tell them what no. to do. No, yes, it's mildly entertaining <laughs> at times when Nicole Wallace or Richard Painter or uh, Steve Schmidt or Rick Wilson are ripping Trump, but you're not one of us, dude. mm not in a million years. No. Not even close. No. Most of you worked for George W. Bush. Some of you worked for Ted Cruz. Like you're garbage people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that we are agree that we hate Trump is fine. You know, and I'll I'll clink a glass with you, but you're not in my party.
1: Right. No. So go run Fuck your party. Off. Yeah. Or start a new one. I don't really care what you do, but I have. No uh, I can't in- say
0: this enough. And me and and, and Greg. Uh, differ over this. He's he's very much of like, oh, you know, we, it's great that we have these people towards a common cause, and Mm-mm. it's like, yeah, I, I sort of get where you're coming from, but I don't agree. I I, I just think ultimately they're Trojan horses at best.
1: Right. They don't not share my values. We already know that. Yeah. We share the opinion that Donald Trump is garbage, which is just should be common okay. sense. <laughs> so, um, but beyond yeah. that, they do not share my values. Yeah. So I don't care for them. Thank you.
0: Anyway, so Let's take a break. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get a little Colorado intensive and do a segment that you might hear on Kegro if you listen to both our podcast and his. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Reverend Testimony. We're going to talk about some local politics and such, and Rachel's going to tell us about that, and we'll do this segment for Kegro in the morning, so I'll let Rachel introduce it.
1: All right. Uh, Good morning, Kegro. We're going to talk about Colorado politics, Um, and I think it's interesting to see what Colorado politics is going to bring in this year, um, because the entire state is run by Democrats now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, So the state house, the state Senate, um, the governor's office, the attorney general, um, secretary of state, all Democrats. Um, And they all have big ideas. And I think it'll be interesting to see what of those passes and what this could look like if Democrats nationally take back power in 2020. Um, What are some of the things this may be kind of a preview of what some of those things could be? So first and foremost, Jared Polis, um, first gay governor of colorado openly gay openly gay anywhere mm-hmm. i believe i think anywhere yeah. yeah um is pretty left he used to be the uh congressman out of uh, cd4 in boulder um and he's now the governor he's he's pretty left um he was one of the major proponents of legalizing marijuana mm-hmm. back in the day um He's a little sticky on two things that Democrats uh, really like. One is education. Um, he He's a fan of charter schools. Yeah. And that's something that our party uh, generally is not, um, especially here in Colorado. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then the other one is oil and gas, but that's everybody. That's every Democrat. <laughs>
0: can't pry them away from it here. And every time somebody tries to, they fail spectacularly.
1: Um, he does. He did run on moving toward 100% renewable energy in the next mm-hmm. two decades, as well as a state government run health care. Um, so we'll see how he sort of steers the conversation, but that'll be something to watch. Um, the environment. So. There was an initiative, a ballot initiative, in 2018 about um, oil and gas rigs and how close they could be to schools, um, playgrounds, Mm -hmm. um, things where lots of people congregate houses, like residential areas, that failed by the voters. Um, But now that... You know the legislature is all Democrat. We've got Polis. They're going to push. We don't need a referendum. We don't need a referendum. Uh, They're going to push to give local um, localities more control over where drilling can happen, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so that should be interesting. Um, It's going to get massive, massive pushback from the oil and gas industry, but oh well. Um, And then healthcare is a really big one. I think it's hard to do healthcare, universal healthcare, on a state basis, because so many of the um, providers like Kaiser, for example, um, are, you know, multi-state. We're close here. We're
0: much better. We have expanded uh, Medicaid to where people who make uh, are not quite in like total poverty, but make less than a reasonable uh, amount are still covered. So a lot of people here are covered. Not everybody, but it's way better than a lot of states. a lot of
1: states. Absolutely. So they're going to try to push for a public option um, because of the way funding works in Colorado. Well, a lot of this stuff is going to be really tricky to pay for it because of TABOR.
0: TABOR, yeah. Um, Taxpayer bill of rights.
1: Right. Which is garbage. Uh, so the other question is whether doctors would even accept this public option. Do they have to? How do we structure that? Um, it's
2: complicated. It is
1: complicated. Um, And then they're also seeking to create a state-run reinsurance program, which is basically just a pool of money to help pay for the costliest patients. A.k.a. Um,
0: high-risk pool. Yes. But it would be properly funded here. Correct. Unlike the ones that the Republicans on the national level are pushing.
1: Right. So they would basically form a pool of money that insurers could apply to tap into to help pay for the costliest patients Mm -hmm. that drive up overall premiums. Uh, Some studies suggest that it could lower premiums by 20 or 30%. So that would be ideal.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: They're also looking at addressing the costs of prescription drugs. Um, And then we get to gun control, which, Mm. as we know, has a very, very contentious history in Colorado.
0: Well, let's let's roll back a little and explain what happened after the Aurora shooting and the subsequent attempted legislation.
1: Right. So the Aurora theater happened... um, and you know, we also had Columbine. Um, and so the state government passed some laws um, limiting, I think, li- limiting the capacity of magazines and mm-hmm. a couple of other things.
0: Yes.
1: And it created a giant backlash.
0: The NRA swooped in.
1: Yeah, that resulted in the recall of two uh, state representatives and one other person resigned. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of spooked everybody. However, you know, that was years ago what tw- 2012 I want to say yeah. um and I think a lot of strides have been made in the gun control debate particularly yes. with the Parkland kids
0: yeah we've we've come back and retaken and those people who who were ushered into office on the backs of that recall have now been ousted yeah they're gone
1: yep um so they're gonna try to do a red flag bill which would give uh, judges the ability to temporarily seize guns, guns from people deemed a risk to themselves or others. Um, They tried it in 2018 and it failed because it got sent to the kill committee in the Senate, which we now control. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one, let's see. Oh, education. So they want to fund full day kindergarten and they want to fund preschool. Mm -hmm. So free preschool and full day kindergarten. Um, Polis is behind that. Yes. Um, But there's this sort of debate about when we fund things from a government level, what kind of private schools get access to it. And there's some there's some debate even among the Democrats about that. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be contentious. And again, it's hard to pay for things in Colorado uh, because of Tabor. So the estimated annual cost for all day kindergarten would be about 225 million. Um, pot was sort of supposed to fix the school's problem and it just isn't enough. We just have a deficit in, in funding for our schools. And so severe, severe, like deficit. we're like number 47 in the country. Again, or because
0: of the dumb taxpayer <laughs> right. bill of rights, it's really hard to raise revenue. Yes. New revenue. Yes. For things we need because of that.
1: Yes. And when we do raise new revenue, too much of it, it just gets refunded back <laughs> The people, <laughs> well, we have could, a vote, it, and there's just to to the stupidest and, law in the world. Yeah, um, so we already have a deficit in public education funding. So to add an additional cost for full-day kindergarten and preschool makes it even more difficult. Um, but that is something that they're going to try to work on. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but it's important to note that now all these things are possible. Yeah, were before with a split state, uh, split in the state capital. These things weren't possible no. because the Republican-controlled state Senate would just kill them all.
1: Yeah, they had a kill committee full of a bunch of really safe Republicans that could um, not allow the bills to go to the floor that they were, were really, really popular, popular yeah. because these people had safe seats. Uh, they had one in the House, too. Um, there's the, One of the first things that they're going to do, which I'm really, really grateful for, is banning... Gay conversion therapy yes, statewide. Yes, we've
0: been fighting that one yeah. here for... Ever. Ever. <laughs> Decades. And it
1: kept getting killed. Um, and it will absolutely pass. It's one of the first bills that they're going to pass is a mm-hmm. uh, ban on conversion therapy, which I'm very happy about. Um, unfortunately, that means that these monsters can just take their kids across state lines. But the least we can do is make sure that that won't be happening within the borders of our state. Yes. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's I mean going to be a lot of... Um, about
0: some criminal justice things.
1: Yeah, so Phil, this is just the legislature, but having Phil Weiser be the attorney general is incredible. Um, He's a very progressive attorney general. Uh, One of the first things he's going to do is wipe the conviction records of anyone who's ever been convicted of a marijuana related offense, even those. For whom they were arrested or charged Before marijuana was legal Mm -hmm. So it wipes the records of anyone Who ever had anything to do with marijuana I
0: I think there is a possession cap On that though Like if you were distributing I think
1: Um, I think there is And if there was any like Violent part of it Right Right. Mm -hmm. Um, If you were found with guns Or whatever Um, They're looking to pull this Hickenlooper The prior governor Vetoed legislation To allow for tasting rooms For marijuana The thing about Colorado, if you've ever come here for pot tourism, it sounds like a great idea, right? You go, you're allowed to buy pot if you're from out of state, less than we are. And then you realize this funny thing, which is there's nowhere to smoke it. You're not allowed to smoke it outside. You're not allowed to smoke it in your hotel room. You're not allowed to smoke it in public anywhere. There is literally no way for people to consume marijuana that don't have a house. Right. Legally. Yeah, and so they pushed this bill forward, and it had bipartisan support and passed. And Hickenlooper vetoed it. Mm-hmm. So that most certainly Polis would not veto; he'll absolutely sign that, so that they can have basically bars. Yeah, go in and you buy some pot and you smoke it like in a in marijuana Amsterdam. bar. Right, right, exactly. Um, and that's going to be a little bit tricky around food and alcohol and that kind of thing, but they're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um. They're definitely working on making sure that if the Supreme Court overturns Roe, that um, abortion services would be safe and available. Yeah, they're available. moving
0: really quickly on that one. Yes. Because that one is going to come up before the Supreme Court, before we know it.
1: Yeah. And people are really uh, rightly anxious about it. And that's something that uh, everybody has said um, is, a, is a major priority for them. Um, Jenna Griswold, who won the secretary of state seat, um in part because she criticized the prior um, Secretary of State for releasing the voter records to Trump, mm-hmm. which was kind of a red herring, to be honest. Um, but that, that was
0: part of the They're
1: publicly available voter to Voter fraud anyone.
0: commission yeah. that Kobach led. You right, know? right. But it was still bad optics.
1: It was, yeah. Um, so she's making it a priority to address the lack of transparency from organizations that don't identify their donors and mm-hmm. spend a lot of money. We have a lot of outside dark money in Colorado. Just...
0: Yep. It we know really where it comes from. Fuels. Like, we know it comes from our the folks. We know it comes from big we oil. Do.
1: but we, but it's not transparent. No, and because we have such strict campaign finance limits, like you can only donate four hundred dollars to a state rep and thousand dollars to a state senator, mm-hmm. and I think it's fifteen hundred for governor. I mean, it's just nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a result of that, big money, dark money, really runs. Um, elections in our state, and she would like to address that. Um, Anyway, so I think it should be really interesting and really um, progressive, and I think it'll be interesting to see um, if it's a roadmap for when we take back everything nationally.
0: On the national level. I think you're right, and there are some things that are obviously particular to Colorado, but I think this is a state that has been purple forever. And this is the first time in I don't know how long that the Democrats have controlled all three houses.
1: We are bright, bright blue.
0: And it's going to be really interesting. So stay tuned for that. All right. Thanks a lot. Back to you, K Grove. And now back to us and our regularly scheduled jabber. Yeah. So the president of the United States, if he can't get his wall (laughs) money, may attempt, and the courts will laugh in his face if he does this, of course, probably – will use emergency powers to build a border wall going around Congress. <laughs> now, it's a funny thing. Republicans in Congress especially uh, are very uh, – well, all, I think all members of Congress, especially the Senate, are very tipi- – are typically historically very protective of their power and get very grouchy when pre- presidents try to do things like
2: that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, George W. Bush got away with it to a point. Um, certainly they were very angry, at Obama, even a lot of Democrats were, gave Obama shit for trying to do some things going around Congress. Yeah. And now Trump wants to build his stupid border wall by declaring an emergency. What the emergency is, I don't know. He claims it's something with the border that brown people are trying to get in the country. That is a big emergency because something, something ISIS, MS-13, Ebola, I don't know.
1: Do you remember... How long I've been yelling about the most dangerous thing that can happen is the president declaring a state of emergency. I mean, this this is this is the nightmare. This is the nightmare strategy, right?
0: Because if he gets away with it, imagine what else he could do.
1: No, because when you declare a state of emergency, you declare a state of exception to the constitution, which is exactly how Hitler retained became a dictator. You declare you burn a building down, right? And you say, Oh, it's an emergency. Okay, not to
0: go even as far as Hitler, but there is more relatable historical preference, Abraham Lincoln, during the Civil War, even suspended habeas corpus.
1: Yeah. declaring a state, There's an entire book that I read, a political theory book by Agamben called The State of Exception. And it's all about how, historically, when a president or someone who is legally brought into power exercises that power to create a state of emergency and what that means and how that looks and what that means usually is you declare a state of emergency, a state of exception to the Constitution exists, and that's it.
0: Well, Game over. I I'm thought Trump or some horrible Republican president might attempt that in the wake of a major <coughs> terrorist attack, like another 9-11 type terrorist right. attack. Right.
1: That was always the fear. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not even bothering with that. No. He's just because he wants his wall and he said during the campaign he'd get his wall. That's what he's talking about doing. I don't think he would actually attempt to do that. Uh, I think that would fail miserably. It would backfire horribly. And I think even some skittish Republicans in Congress would push back on that.
1: I hope so. I hope so. But, you know, I told you the craziest time, right? Like he he's he was not ready for this. He doesn't understand fully how badly they can fuck him. And if he can prevent them from doing their job. Right. He's going to do it. (laughs) It isn't really about the wall, Right.
0: He will try. Um, you know, it, it, the question is how far along will Congress go? And I don't think they will go along with him just saying F and I'm declaring a state of emergency. It's this thing that, um, whoever his lawyers are at this point, I don't even know who the white house counsel is since McGann left. He's, you know, unofficially it might be Rudy. Somebody points to something in the constitution or in the law and says, you know, you could maybe get away with doing this or that. And then he floats it and usually gets shot down and. (laughs) <laughs> there we go. You know, we watched that Vice movie and, you know, Cheney did a lot of this. Yeah. He, he basically, actually way back before he was vice president, he pulled Scalia aside and said, how do we make the, the White House rule like a monarchy, basically? Yeah. And he found all these things. And it was in the wake of September 11th that he got away with a lot of this. Everybody was scared yep. to oppose yep. well, Anything. a lot the stuff in the name of security. Yep.
1: Yep. Right. Yep.
0: We're not in this world now. Um, we could be. I mean, you know, there could be a major terrorist attack tomorrow. It's never out of, completely out of the realm of possibility. Right. So, but he's not even bothering to wait for that or hope for that. He's just no. acting like he's trying to go for it right now. And, and I don't think it'll work.
1: I hope not. But it is a really scary thing constitutionally because there's... Agamben would argue that um, you can't... <laughs> It can't be constitutional to suspend the constitution, right? Extra constitutional action can't be considered constitutional, but historically- There's gray
0: area there, there right? The War Powers Act. And and
1: they, they, yeah. Dictators, that's how they get away with
0: it. We've been at war for almost constantly for the last 50, 60 years without Congress having declared war ever. Right. Congress did not declare war on Afghanistan. Mm -mm. Congress did not declare war on Iraq. Congress did not declare war on Syria, yet we are there fighting war. Yes. And if and when we go to war with Iran, you will never get that through Congress, so it will not be declared. And that was unheard of 60, 50, 60 years ago, but then there was something called the War Powers Act. Yep. Basically, said that uh, we can't wait around for Congress. we can't wait around for They're a bunch of pansies, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and some of that made sense at the time because, the, well, look how long it took for us to get into World War II, and right, you know, we almost paid dearly for that,
1: right? But and a whole lot of people did,
0: right? But in, if you are not even an originalist. If you read the text of the Constitution, it's pretty clear. Like you're not supposed to go to war with anybody unless Congress says says it's okay. The president
1: is the commander in chief, but the president shouldn't get to decide on his own no. whether or not we go to war.
0: No, that was designed. That is
1: a national crisis that was that designed needs very to be, very
0: specifically yeah, to not for to that, prevent not to war, happen. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
1: And only go to war in really exceptional cases. So where Congress it's actually kind of
0: signed away their ability their own to right declare to do war. that.
1: And I think that that was strategic on a lot of the hawkish people, right? Like for sure. they don't want that power. They want a president to be able to declare war whenever they want. They don't they don't need that power, right? And
0: essentially they do. And and this has been utilized by every president, dep- Republican and Democrat yep. for the last, you know, 40, 50, 60 years. Yep. So, yep. there's that.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I it's really uh I'm just, just not trying to sound hyperbolic, but like going to go read a Gombin, go read a Gombin, and come back and tell me that this shit's not terrifying. <laughs>
0: like, no, I don't think Trump will actually do that. I think that he uh, is floating that, once again, to see, A, how it plays, and B, to try to kick Congress into gear to get a deal done, being like, don't make me do this thing that's really dangerous constitutionally. Just Well,
1: how's give he going to pay for it? Money.
0: Well, that's an interesting topic, too, because I've read a lot where he, he has already been allocated... Quite a bit of money uh, for uh, border security or fencing, and he hasn't actually used it because he doesn't know what he's doing. But now it's all it's all symbolic, right? I, I've made this arbitrary number, which won't pay for close to what he wants, even if he gets this full $5 billion. Um, but I need to get my arbitrary number. And, of course, now Democrats are dug in and have no reason
1: absolutely to, none to cave and they shouldn't
0: so I, I i again what i feel like they're trying to do or i hope they're trying to do is since that number isn't terribly significant and isn't going to actually get him his full wall built try <laughs> to extract quite a bit out of him for that uh, whether that's a daca promise or some other things or you know what have you um, and
1: I, I don't know i don't think we should do it i don't think we should cave i don't think we should give him the win that we put these people in here to check him, if the first act that they do is compromise with him about the one thing we all fucking hate, I don't think people it's a, are going to be so fucking pissed. I don't
0: think it's a cave if we're getting him to sign off on um, something like a permanent DACA guarantee. Or, or or some other things. I, I don't think it's that at all. And, and I don't think it would be framed from the Limbaugh's and the Ingrahams like that at all. I think that would be a huge loss for him, even if he doesn't see it that way. I think he can, I this disagree is a chance to you. play him.
1: I disagree with you. I mean, I, don't th- I think it would be a massive win for him. If he gets money, if he shut down the government to get money for the wall and then he gets money for the wall from the Democrats who just came in to check him, that is... Optics on that for us is so bad.
0: Well, uh, it could be, but I, you know, not if we extract enough major concessions, which is possible. They've done it before, Chuck and Nancy have, you know, with the budget. But I think, I think what's more likely here in a couple of days is that the government reopens with a clean CR or something close to a clean CR like it, we thought it was going to before Christmas. And Trump turns around and says, oh, it's okay. I got my wall money because of this great new NAFTA deal that I negotiated and I'm going to build the wall in other ways. Just you wait and see, which you know, is, is idiotic, but he's got to to safe face somehow. And he, he doesn't really think he can keep the government shut forever because I think they're starting to figure out what a government shutdown actually means now. Mm -hmm. And now it's like DHS people aren't going to work and air traffic controllers aren't going to work and like shit's getting real now.
1: Right. And this is a new thing that I just heard that the, this may be the, the linchpin. They will not be issuing tax returns. Do you know how pissed people are going to be? Yeah, we'll millions de- it of Americans getting your
0: tax returns. Yeah,
1: Millions of Americans are not getting their tax return, which a lot of Americans, that's their savings account.
0: Yeah, a lot of them filed this week and they're waiting for that check in the next week or two. Yeah. And now it's delayed.
1: Yeah, people are going to be. Furious,
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of and that's white, white millions people. Millions and millions
1: of white people and his voters who are looking for that couple grand to do whatever thing they do with it every year. I mean, that's literally how most, a lot of people live. They, they, they that's their savings that account. Yeah. yeah. They budget it in and then that's their expense for the vacation or the, you know, whatever, paying that bill or whatever it is. And if they don't get it because of his fucking wall, whoo, people are going to be mad. <laughs> people who don't care about the government shutdown and, right now. Yeah.
0: And there's a million things. And he's tried to play this game that, oh, all those. All those federal employees are all Democrats. Who cares? Which is a crazy fucking thing to say, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, because he's not the president of Democrats, I guess. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, but I think he's actually starting to realize, no, I guess I just can't keep it shut down forever and I won't really win this fight right, if and I do that. Right, and people are starting to get mad. People are starting to get mad. And Three then, people
1: have already died at national parks in the last couple weeks. Yeah,
0: because the rangers haven't been out there to... right. Everything. And they're just and there's, trashed. And there's poop everywhere. Yeah, apparently. they're
1: just trashed. It's a nightmare.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's why these things matter. And shutting down the government has consequences. Uh, a bunch
1: of TSA workers are calling in sick to go to jobs that pay. Because they can't just afford to go to work and not get paid. Right. And so it's causing massive chaos at airports.
0: Or they have kids they need to take care of. Or, you know, a million other things. So... Yeah, uh, he he has to end this and Democrats are not going to give in. So I, you know, uh, but (laughs) he can. Another thing is, though, he can pull this every every time, you know, we're up for another resolution to fund the government. He, He can. I don't necessarily think he would, but it's Trump. Who fucking knows? He doesn't
1: care. He doesn't care about the government being shut down. He just cares if people like him. If his base likes him. Yeah. That's it.
0: So it's very possible in the next day or two that we get the clean CR that we should have gotten a couple of weeks ago and that he just declares victory because of NAFTA or something or they secretly told me they would pay for the wall or who knows. Yeah. It's going to be something really stupid though.
1: Yeah. And his base will be like, good. See, we won. Everyone else will be like, okay.
0: I, I don't know. <sighs> I, I think he's really boxed himself in by giving in to to Hannity and Ingraham. See, this is what was dumb, right? When he he signaled, he's like, "Yeah, fine, I'll 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 sign the clean cr. I got to get down to Mar a Lago, you know. We'll I'll fight for my wall in a few months." Yeah, and he was ready to do that, and it made sense. And then he turned on the telly tele, and literally, you had Laura Ingraham and Rush Limbaugh yell at him, and it, that was so short sighted because they would have moved on in a day or two from that. Yeah, and yelled about something else. Right. But he he took that bait,
1: yeah. And and we're not. And, and now he's screwed. Yeah. And he now is. he's
0: screwed because now what is he going to do? Yeah. now Now when you when you you closed the government down and they praised him for that, and now you give in without getting that arbitrary number that you put up. Well, now you think they're going to be happy, and maybe they will. Maybe they'll they'll bullshit and be like, oh no, it's fine. This is. This is a chess move, and I mean, who knows what they'll say? But it it, it, logically they shouldn't. They should should be pissed off again. (laughs) Well, then what? Then you can't. If you sign it's a clean CR, you can't unsign it.
1: Right. I know. I mean, I don't know. But it's really stupid. It's really a stupid thing to shut the government down over. And and knowing that, like, we're not gonna build your fucking wall, man. We're not doing it we not.
0: Yeah. They, they've been able to draw this hard line, Democrats now, and, and it um, seems unlikely. Look, you never, ever, ever discount the possibility that Democrats could cave. Yep. Because we are the skittish ones.
1: Well, it's not even skittish. We give a fuck. We give too much fuck well, about pa-
0: these people. <laughs> that's that's part of it, yes. <laughs> yeah. But also part of it is being skittish. Like, oh, this could, this could turn around on us. What if people just start blaming us for no reason? That doesn't make any sense at all. What right. if they do, though? Right. Then we'll be in big trouble.
1: And also, like all these people don't have paychecks, and government's important. Like we fundamentally believe that, and so it's it's painful, I think, for Democrats to have yeah, government but, shutdowns but, in a way that's not <laughs> painful for Trump but, at
0: all. But this president, with the sort of Damocles hanging over his head, yeah, like there is no reason to give in to him. No, on none,
1: zero, none. And, and
0: even, you know, spineless Chuck Schumer has got to realize that. Yes. And even Steny Hoyer has to realize that. And, you know, Pelosi, newly emboldened Pelosi believes that. Mm-hmm. So it just seems really unlikely, not impossible, but unlikely they cave. Yeah. And yeah. They're, not, they're not, they're not winning impossible. the messaging war. <clears throat> and, you know, everybody remembers a couple of weeks ago when he said, I will shut the government down and I will own it. it and it's yeah. all mine. And you know, you, you can try like, to well, walk that back. but He's like, well,
1: you can say whatever you want. It's just words. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just words.
0: Sounds so I, my, I, my prediction is this does end in a few days, but it might not. Yeah. We really are dealing. This is what Republicans are realizing, right? Because they have to own this now. I mean, we all do in a sense, but... Republicans have realized now, like, we don't know. We don't know what he's thinking. We don't know what his plan is. We don't know what he actually wants. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. So you can't strategize and make a plan and have messaging and draw a roadmap. Right. And and McConnell has basically thrown his hands up and been like, there's nothing I can do. Like, you tell, you know, he's telling the White House, you tell me exactly what it is you want and we'll go accordingly. But until you know that— I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to really say or do anything. And I can't blame him because what is he supposed to do? I don't know. After, especially after getting burned in December.
1: Yeah. I mean, fuck him, you know?
0: No, I don't feel bad for him. I just, I just, I'm saying in his position right now, what, what is he going to get out there and advocate for? Like, yeah, he can, he can repeat the talking points of needing the wall, but... To that end, what do so he get up
1: there and be like? This is fucking stupid, Mister <laughs> President. Can we no. please open the government? Thanks. No,
0: McConnell's not going to do that.
1: Well, that's what he should do.
0: Well, he's not. He's you know, that's another thing that the Republicans can't wrap their head around is that this this is Trump's party. This is this is it. Yep. Where whatever his whim is at the moment, that is what your party. That is your party's position. Okay, yeah. and you have yeah, you have a couple. Rogue types out there that are, you know, rocking the boat a little bit because they're worried about their own prospects in 2020. But for the most part, it's whatever Trump says. And if it doesn't make sense, too bad. That's yep. still what it is.
1: Yep. With the exception of, like you said, like Cory Gardner. Or,
0: or Lindsey Graham comes out there and tries to put a a logical face on it and say, well, the, it's really symbolic or the, the wall is, what did he say? It was know. a metaphor or something. <laughs> what are you,
1: what are you talking about? about? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You want $5 billion for a metaphor.
0: So Pass. let's, let's talk quickly about, we have a couple of minutes left about uh, this guy in Russia who is captured and being called a spy,
1: Paul Whelan, right? Paul
0: Whelan. And what they're thinking is that this is some ham-fisted, uh, Putin-led thing to get Butina out in a prisoner exchange.
1: Right. Which right. would
0: be, again, it would be so blatant and so obvious.
1: We cannot do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, even even Trump, I mean, he's dumb enough to try it, but like the people around him giving him the thumbs up on this?
1: Like, can't.
0: Like. Cannot. Like Kushner and, you know... I guess Kelly's still around, not that he's being listened to, saying, yeah, this this is a good idea. You should do this.
1: He can't. He cannot.
0: But, like, that's what people are worried about, that that's where this is going. And that would be nuts. That would be insane. And I don't know if that would have a lot of use because she's already testified in front of the grand jury. Right. But Putin may think that there's more that she could provide that if we get her the hell out soon enough, she may not. I don't know. He wants her dead,
1: (sighs) too. That's to make an example of her.
0: Don't well, go talking to yet? the Americans.
1: Do not go talking to the Americans. You you agreed to part. No, you can't cooperate. Well, what
0: else would she? What else could she have done? She was captured. Keep her
1: fucking mouth shut and do the time. <laughs> Keep yep. her fucking mouth shut and do the time is what she could have done, and instead she sang like a canary, and Putin's fucking pissed about it. He does not like people who cooperate.
0: It, it's hard to know for sure, but that could definitely be the issue here Mm -hmm. or it could be she did her job
1: it also could be he wants to humiliate us right he understands how politically powerful she is to us Mm -hmm. right we have this russian she's in custody she's cooperating she knows things we're gonna find things out and then this fucking blustering idiot gives her back because they took an American <laughs> like that. Her of all people. Yeah. Would be so embarrassing.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is like Tom Clancy wouldn't write that. Like it's it's just so obvious that it can't be like cha- exchange him for somebody else that, that is not as high profile. But
1: we're never giving her up. We can't. That would be insane.
0: The president could do it.
1: How does that work? Does he just get to do that? Can anyone stop him from doing that?
0: You know, I'm not exactly sure.
1: Like, the judge who's holding her, can he be like, no? (laughs) Like, no, you can't do that?
0: Historically, I think we've exchanged whatever prisoners we've wanted to, and the president signs off on that. Now, as far as, like, because he can pardon her, right? We know he can do that.
1: I don't know if he can pardon a foreign citizen, can he?
0: Sure. You can pardon anybody on federal charges.
1: I don't know. I mean, this is unprecedented to even be talking about it. You can be thinking about it. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: So, Whalen is an interesting character. It's not like he was squeaky clean. He was dishonorably discharged for some shady business. and okay. He's been involved in some sketchy, questionable contractor things abroad, and he's a character in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, all, everybody who knows him and his fa- family said, look, whatever he was, he was no spy.
1: He was at a wedding, right?
0: Yeah, he was at a friend's wedding. But, you know, I don't know. I don't either. It's yeah, just, he could be in on it. He could be in on it. It it, it just seems we, we don't know. And nope. I, I love it would be wonderful if we found out. But we don't know where this is going. There's just a lot of speculation. The whole trade for Bettina thing or whatever may just be, you know. Conjecture. Yeah. We, we have no idea.
1: Right. But it's something to watch.
0: Certainly. It definitely is. Uh, Muller, he's been awfully quiet to start the new year.
1: Um, with the exception of getting his grand jury extended for six the crime months. The time period was set to expire um, and he has had the judge agreed to extend it. I don't think it was for six months. I thought it was
0: for like two weeks. No, it was for six months. Wow. And that is signaling a lot of people like everybody was like, oh, well, I think we're, this is all going to be wrapped up by February. And okay. every time the press breaks something like this, I have to remind everybody, nobody fucking knows anything. And whatever the sources are telling them are guessing themselves because, say it with me again, Mueller doesn't leak.
1: Right. And the president keeps breaking the law. So <laughs> he's never done. Yeah. He just has to be OK, well, OK, got to investigate that now. Bring them in. Bring that guy in. Right? Mm -hmm. Keeps doing stupid shit. And it's like, okay, so it's the never-ending investigation until the president stops breaking the law.
0: Yeah. But the thinking is any day the hammer will drop on either Corsi or Roger Stone or Don Jr. or somebody. And that may be, or the the, the reality is we we don't know and we'll know when we know. We know there's more big stuff in the pipeline, obviously, um, but we just don't know when it's all going to drop. Right. So... We just don't. Yep. Keep your eye on that. Uh, and then the uh, palace intrigue between the young Democrats and Pelosi and who didn't like the new rules package or whatever will seem very trivial. Yeah. <laughs> which is what we have to talk about now, since Mueller has been quiet to start the new year and end last year, um, which means he's something is in the works.
1: Definitely. He's not just hanging out. I mean, he's working.
0: He didn't take an extended...
1: Vacation. No, he didn't go to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> no, he
0: didn't. No. You didn't go to the golf course. Do club. you want
1: to talk about how JFK is alive?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: JFK uh, Jr. Travis had some interesting run-ins with some folks on Okay, so
0: if you follow the <laughs> QAnon thing where December 5th was supposed to be a big day when everyone got arrested and, right. and that Hillary didn't Lieutenant happen. Obama and and, and then it was January 3rd and that didn't happen. And, uh, but one of the one of the central parts, and this was not Started by the the Q guy on Reddit, who they all breathlessly think it's Trump, follow. Right? No, they don't think he's Trump. They think he's just some inside guy. Okay. Um, they, they think it could be Trump, but some somehow on their own they came up with the idea that JFK Jr. is alive. He either faked his death or there was an attempt on his life.
1: That he managed to survive.
0: Yeah, he's managed to survive, and he's been hiding. And when the 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 when the the dam breaks. And all the Democrats get arrested for their pedophile rings, and Trump, you know, cleans up and takes over, comes king or whatever. That uh, JFK Jr. will be by his side and a part of that. Why him? I don't know. It's really weird. Choice. Well, I, I did explain this actually before in that he died in the early '90s, I want to say, or late '80s. Uh, in any event, he was like all like a lot of suburban older women were really just thought he was just so handsome yeah, and he was going to yeah he was going to be a president one day yeah. and and so the, all the tabloids for for like years after his death like JFK Jr still alive he faked his death blah 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 like i remember that okay clearly okay. from the supermarket checkout line <laughs> okay. and there's still some of that even last few years wasn't
1: he kind of a socialite too
0: well, sure. He was so a Kennedy.
1: he he did kind of run probably in the same circles as a Donald Trump.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure they knew each other. So yeah, that's part it's of the story too, right? right. Uh, and anyway, so this new Twitter handle JFK Jr. was basically like came out and said, "Hey, I'm back." Uh, <laughs> and then you like, guys were right. You guys were right, and Here's a bunch of happened. the QAnon people were getting very excited about that. And then I I started. I started, you know, jumping in and, you know, going along, and then that account retweeted me, and now I have a bunch of QAnon followers,
1: which is just bizarre. So
0: hopefully they're listening today. Hi, how our new QAnon listeners. Hi. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope I gave you lots of useful information that you. Uh, it's yeah. all coded, of course. So you <laughs> know when when we speak negatively of Trump, it's all with a wink, wink, mm-hmm. because the storm. What is it they say? The storm is coming. Mm-hmm. The storm is coming. The storm yeah. is coming. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. No. It the he, the JFK Junior account tweeted this story about how it was an attempt on his life and he, he got was, in that plane hiding? crash. His wife and daughter did die. Uh-huh. He managed to survive. He was pulled in and saved, rescued uh, by Donald Trump. Personally? Um, no, he like sent a copter or something.
0: Oh, right, right. I forgot what it said. And,
1: and then took him back to one of Trump's resorts where he recovered <laughs> for three years. Mar-a-Lago. He doesn't specify. Okay. Um, he recovered it there in hiding for three years. Wow. Yeah.
0: He must have been really banged I up. I mean,
1: right? Um, and then he's been plotting with Donald Trump and, since then. And
0: Mueller. Because remember, remember the whole QAnon thing is the whole Mueller investigation is just a front and Mueller and Trump and JFK Jr. are working to bust pretty much every Democrat in the country is part of a pedophile ring. With the leaders being Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, Loretta Lynch, and George Soros,
1: I want to say he's probably funding it. He's funding sure. it,
0: yeah. And that they've actually already been secretly arrested, right. and they're right. They have ankle monitors. They have right ankle right. monitors on, which right. you can kind of tell in some pictures because when they're wearing like bell bottoms or you know, mm-hmm. billow or 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 boot cut jeans or whatever, right? And that's when they have it. So there's that. So yeah, he's uh, and been we can, plotting yeah. with
1: Donald Trump all these years to get him elected and also to take down the pedophile.
0: worldwide pedophile ring right. that is led by uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama right. and, and some other people we don't like. Right. We're evil Democrats.
1: Even though we didn't know who Barack Obama was back then. <laughs> okay. But it's fine. Uh,
0: yeah. So that's happening. So we got one step closer as uh, JFK Jr. revealed himself on Twitter, because where else are you going to... right? Reveal yourself. Yeah.
1: And of course he claimed that Twitter took down his handle, but he's back.
0: Right. Right. But they
1: wouldn't, they wouldn't confirm it was him. He didn't get a, a blue check mark.
0: Right. Right. Because some people on my timeline were saying, well, how come he doesn't have a blue check mark? I'm like, well, Q doesn't have a blue check mark. <laughs> he doesn't even have a Twitter account as far as I know.
2: So, Ooh,
0: baby. so there's the that. Hurt. So we have a lot of thank you to all the new QAnon followers. Appreciate it. <laughs> Tune in and we'll give you the coded messages. Wink, wink, nod, mm-hmm. nod. Yep. And uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, what I predict, the government will be reopened again, and I don't know under what circumstances, but we'll be here to break it all down for you. Uh, stay active, stay tuned, stay involved. Follow us on Twitter at irreverentduo, Testimony at gmail.com, and our subreddit, uh, True Q followers. <laughs> no, we um. don't we don't have a subreddit. <laughs> no. Or do we? Maybe we do. Okay. Okay. Um Travis. I'm Rachel. Talk to you next week. Bye.